Do you find yourself struggling with how much your business isn't making? Are you constantly frustrated and overwhelmed because you can't seem to make it work? Are you telling yourself that if you just worked a little harder, it would finally happen? Does the pressure that you're putting on yourself seem unbearable? Hi friend, I've been there. Right where you are and not that long ago, this was something I struggled with tremendously when I first started my business and today I'm going to share my story with you. Why I was putting that pressure on myself, how it manifested in my business and life, and the huge blowout fight that my husband and I had that ended up changing everything for me. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to continue to be this way and I hope that this episode not only brings you hope, but a way forward. And if it does, I would love for you to come tell me about it on Instagram. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. But for now, let's go ahead and dive on in. You're listening to the Chasing Simple Podcast, episode number 50. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Are you tired of slow starts to your days? Of feeling like your tasks are scattered all over the place? Of never knowing what to work on and when? Being an entrepreneur is great, but sometimes when we feel overwhelmed by everything on our plates, it can be really easy to start missing the times when we used to have someone to tell us what to do and what to work on. Lucky for you, I've got exactly what you need, a batch schedule. I talk a lot about batch schedules and how necessary they are for running a business efficiently and simply. In fact, it's one of the main components in my signature process, the three B's. A batch schedule is that boss telling you what to work on and when once you've got it all set up. I created a Trello template with my entire batch schedule, daily categories, and the tasks that I work on within each category. Available for you to get your hands on for only $7. You can grab it for yourself at amandawarfield.com forward slash podcast workflow. Again, head to amandawarfield.com forward slash podcast workflow to swipe my entire weekly workflow for yourself for just $7. Hit pause, get your hands on it, and simplify your weekly schedule. And then, of course, you can jump right back into this awesome episode. 
I won't start by sharing my whole how I got into business story. That's a story for a different day. But I did want to just kind of paint the picture for where we were and say that when I started my blog, I knew from the beginning that it was meant to be a business and that I wanted to make money from it. And that I wanted to, in effect, replace my income because, frankly, we just didn't know what was going to come. My husband was still in the Navy. We were living in Washington. We knew he was getting out of the Navy, but we didn't know where we were going to end up. And I wanted a job that had more flexibility because his job at the time was so inflexible. It made me realize how much I valued flexibility in my own job so that I could follow him basically. And that when he had days off, I wanted to be able to be off with him because a lot of times he didn't get to choose when his day's off, where he just got told you get a day off and that didn't happen often. So I knew that when I started my business, I wanted to create a job that had a lot more flexibility for us, not only with the time, but also financially, because frankly, I did all of this education work. I have my bachelor's, I have my master's. I did all this work because I love to learn and I love education so that I could educate others. But then I worked my tail off to really not make much money. And I also recognized that the minimum wage back in South Carolina was basically half of what I was making in Washington because their minimum wages are so different. And as a preschool teacher, you make minimum wage. And it's not that it was all about the money for me, because I desperately love teaching others, but I did recognize that there was another way that I could teach others that didn't have a cap because basically I had already hit the cap for what I could make as a preschool teacher. And so for all these different reasons, I knew from the beginning when I started my business that this was going to be a business and not just a blog or not just a podcast. But because of that, I put so much pressure on myself to make a certain amount of money in a certain period of time. And that was a huge mistake. So I started my business in 2018. Yes, 2018, early, early 2018. And we knew that in 2019, Russell's time with the military was going to be done. His contract was going to be over and we would be moving. We also knew that it would be a September move, an early September move, which is right after the school year starts in the South. So I knew that finding a job when we moved was going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to get into a good school with a good position right after the school year started or even mid-year. That's It's not easy because of the nature of the school year. Typically, schools are hiring June, July, August, but by September, they're not hiring anymore, and we weren't going to be able to be there for the start of the school year. So when I started my business, I knew that I had not a lot of time realistically to replace my income because the marker was for me to be able to replace the income so I could smoothly transition from one school year to the move, which what year and a half, it sounds like a lot of time, but in the business world, especially when you're starting a new business and you're in that audience building phase and the spaghetti and throwing phase, it's really not. So I had all this pressure on myself and 
because I was putting all that pressure on myself, that led to two really big mistakes in the way I was running my business and looking at my business. And the first was that I was trying to force myself to make money before I built an audience. Now, there are no overnight successes and those that we see that seemingly did have an overnight success, they were building their audience for years. I believe I've shared this story on the podcast before, but I can very distinctly remember looking at all of these stories and people would say, overnight my business took off and my PayPal account got locked and blah, 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 because I I had so many incoming payments and I went viral and everything changed. And I saw all these stories and I just kept wondering, when is it going to happen for me? What am I doing wrong? How do I fix this? And then one day I was listening to a podcast on my way home from my teaching job. And the guest said that when she, and when the guest went to share her story, she said, I started my business here, but really I had been blogging for five years before that. And that was the moment it clicked for me that there are no overnight successes, that these people who did have businesses that expanded rapidly at the very beginning, it's because they had spent all this time building an audience. But I was still in the audience building phase. And so not only was I trying to build the audience, but I was trying to force myself to make money with a very small audience. And it's not that's impossible, but you also have to have realistic expectations. And I did not. I would set these huge goals and just think, okay, if I build it, they'll come essentially. And I had heard people say that so many times and why that's not a thing, but it it didn't resonate and it didn't click at the time because the idea of passive products is that anyone can find it. But realistically, people aren't going to just find you like that. You have to build an audience and build relationships with your audience. And then they will tell others about it. And that's how people find you. But I was trying to force things. I was trying to force goals that could not be possible, which if you saw my post back in July about my launch goal, maybe it was September. I don't remember. But my launch goal where I set a huge launch goal and I knew it wasn't realistic and I got a lot of backlash because people were saying, oh, you have to reach for the stars. If you think it's not realistic, you don't have a growth mindset, blah, blah, blah. I learned from this early phase of business that yes, it's important to set big goals, but it's also important to have realistic goals because you're never going to be happy if you don't. And that was what happened. I was constantly in this cycle of hope and despair because I was never hitting goals. I was putting out products that weren't selling quote unquote that were failures because I wasn't getting enough sales when realistically for the audience I had they were doing okay when I look back now I just want to pat my former self on the head and give her a little pity pat because honestly the first product I ever made was a workbook on routines and it sold okay for the amount of audience I had it really wasn't bad but I only made about a hundred dollars on it because it was a low cost product and I didn't have a big audience. And so at the time I felt like I was a huge failure that I needed to scrap it. And I did scrap it. I don't even know if I still have the product saved anywhere, but 
because I didn't have realistic expectations, I couldn't even see when something good was happening and when there was a trail to follow. I honestly probably could have continued following that trail and talking of that product and improving it and it would have done really well, but I didn't have realistic expectations. So I scrapped it and I started over and I continued that cycle over and over again for the longest time. And then the other big mistake that pressure led to was that I was trying to follow the money. And that is why I kept scrapping things and making new things, scrapping things, making new things. Because I was trying to force the money to happen because I was trying to force myself to get to this place of, okay, I made it. If something didn't make money, I immediately stopped doing it. And if I thought something might make money, I would make a new product. If you've listened to the podcast, I am constantly saying consistency is key. And I wasn't doing that here. I was being so inconsistent because I was hopping from topic to topic, idea to idea, product to product, trying to make anything happen. But I didn't have the audience for it and I didn't have the consistency for it. So after realizing that there are no overnight successes, I try to continually remind myself of that, but I didn't really live it fully in my business. So I would be doing these things, trying to follow the money, trying to force products, hopping from idea to idea. And then when those failed, I would just say, it's okay, there's no overnight success. But I really wasn't moving towards success because I was just running in place and I wasn't focused on building my audience. But I thought that as long as I had that mindset, it would be okay without changing anything until Russell and I moved across the country. We were living with my parents because we were kind of in a limbo mode. When you are in the military, you typically get 30 days leave to go to the new area they're sending you to and find a place to live and all that stuff. When you're leaving, you don't get that luxury, or at least Russell didn't. They basically just say, see you later and you're out. (laughs) And so we moved on my parents so that we could find a house, we could find jobs. We weren't totally sure if we would even stay in our hometown, even though we wanted to. But Russell didn't have a job. I didn't have a job. We were living with my parents. This business was not making money. It had made $1,000 that year, that summer before we moved, and then nothing else happened again. And tensions were high because of the stressful situation we were in. Not only did we not have a place to live. Well, we didn't have our own place to live. We were lucky to be able to stay with my parents for two months. We were staying with my parents. We didn't have our own space. Neither of us had jobs that were paying us. And the business wasn't making money. And because we had just moved our whole life across the country, our savings had been depleted and we were going to get paid back from the Navy, but we had to use our own savings up front. And so it was extremely stressful. We were so lucky to not have to worry about housing, but any kind of bills that came up, we had a couple thousand, maybe like $2,000 in the bank. And we were trying to buy a house, which comes with all kinds of inspector fees and things like that. And It was one of the most stressful times in our entire life because there was just a lot of uncertainty, a lot of financial uncertainty, and we ended up having a very large fight, very big blow-up fight because of the stress, and what it ended up really coming down to was that I was putting so much pressure 
on my business to make money that I had basically built up this wall around the business where any criticism or even if it wasn't a criticism per se, but I perceived it as a criticism of what was happening and the fact that it wasn't making money and the fact that I wasn't able to make the money happen. I I felt like such a failure that I built this wall up around it and I got defensive. Anytime there's any kind of conversation around it really. And I was feeling like I had to make it happen. And I was feeling the inevitability that there was no way that I could replace my income as quickly as I needed to. As time went on, because at this point, the months of the school year are winding down. You're pretty far into the school year as we're having this fight. And I'm realizing the school year is getting ready to end and I'm going to have to look for a job. But I know that I can make this work and I'm so passionate about this business. But I also knew there's no way. There's no way before the school year starts that I can turn this around. And so the closer we got, the more defensive I got and the worse I felt. And so we ended up having this huge fight because of it. And eventually Russell realized how much pressure I was putting on myself through this fight. And he was like, whoa, I don't expect his expectations were not the same as my expectations essentially. And he had no idea that I was carrying all that pressure and all of that weight to figure it out and figure it out so quickly. And after finally getting to the bottom of the fight and having this whole conversation afterwards, he was basically like, I just want to see progress. You don't have to have it all figured out. I just want to see progress. While this whole time I had been putting all this pressure to make it happen immediately. And after that, and understanding his expectations and what he wanted and him giving me that permission to let go of the pressure, everything changed after that. I was able to stop letting go of the various numbers and I actually deleted 88% of my email account, which before that conversation, I never would have been able to do because I felt like I needed as many people on my list as possible. But having that pressure off me allowed me to take a step back and really decide a direction, really clean up how many people were following me so that I only had people that actually cared and wanted to follow me on my list and in my social media accounts. And it allowed me to step back and focus on connecting with my audience and building relationships and not just getting followers. Allowing that step back and the ability to let go of vanity numbers was huge. I was able to start truly listening to my audience and what they want because I didn't feel this constant pressure to do something. I was able to step back and say, what do you want? And being able to step back and listen to my audience versus forcing the money, essentially, I was able to understand what they needed. And that caused my audience to grow way more than anything else I had tried, way more than any of the tactics and the topics and the pressure that I had put on myself. Understanding what motivated me, what pressured me, and being able to have that lifted off, having that pressure off while I was building my audience, it allowed me to go back to the audience building phase and really understand what my audience wanted. And then when I did finally launch something that they asked for, it was a huge success. But I had to let go of that pressure. So if you're putting a ton of pressure on yourself to make it work and make it happen, 
if you find yourself trying to force things to constantly be hopping from product idea to product idea to never really feeling okay to slow down and listen to your audience, I really want to encourage you. Your action step this week is to reevaluate those money goals. Are they helping or are they hurting? Are they too much pressure? And talk to your spouse if you have one. Make sure you're on the same page with expectations. And don't let your expectations drive your business to the point where you don't have space to do anything else. Put pressure on yourself. And this week's book recommendation is The Queen's Gambit by Walter Tevis. I will say, I actually preferred the Netflix special. And I don't think I will ever say that again (laughs) because I'm 99% of the time on the side of the book, but I did like the Netflix special better, except for the fact that the book really lets you see what is going on in Beth's mind. Whereas with the show, I was always like, why is she doing this? What is she thinking? And it never explained any of the inner workings of her brain, whereas the book does. So even if you've already watched the Netflix special, read the book. And if you haven't watched the Netflix, I guess it's a series, not a special, but if you haven't watched it, read the book first and then come let me know which one you prefer, because I'm curious to see how that works. If I had read the book first, would I feel differently? Because they're honestly not super different either. They did a pretty good job sticking with the book, which is probably why I like it so much. But regardless, if you haven't read the book, go do it. If you haven't watched the Netflix series, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but go watch that too. And until next time, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.